You're listening to EVH and Gear TV, brought to you by Design39 Media. Visit design39media.com for all your website, photography, and video production needs. Microphones for EVH and Gear TV are provided by Rode Microphones. An official Van Halen merchandise is provided by vanhalenstore.com. And now, here's your host from Ontario, Canada, EVH artist Eric Broadbent. Hey everyone, happy Sunday to you all on a beautiful Sunday once again here, beautiful fall day here in southwestern Ontario. We are live, you're watching the Helix Hour, and for the next 60 minutes, we're going to be talking, obviously, some Helix with someone that you know. It's one of the most iconic voices and guitars in uh, rock and roll, Mr. Chris Robertson from Blackstone Cherry. How are you doing? Doing good, man. Those are mighty kind words. <laughs> Deserving. It's great to I have you. I appreciate it, man. It's good to have you. You looking good, man? Oh, man, you know, dude, we're. Uh, I'm actually enjoying being home for just a little bit. We uh, we got home last Sunday uh, evening and then uh, had to leave right back out again a couple days ago, but now we're back home for a couple weeks, so it's going to be nice. That's fantastic, and we're going to talk about that tour throughout the program here today, too. It's a crazy tour. It was very hard to get a day, and as, yeah. I, as I've talked to a few other guests that have been on the show recently, they're uh, on tour. Uh, I had uh, Drew Fop, Foppy from, uh, he's a tech with Smashing Pumpkins, and they had a crazy tour that they started, and he was he hadn't seen his family in, like I think, four, four to seven months, and he gave me an hour on the show, so just like yourself, Thank you, and thank. Please extend my thanks to your family as well for yes, you know sir. taking an hour away from you know family time, which is very very valuable. And we'll talk about that as well. But listen, we're going to say hi quickly to some people in the chat. We'll jump back over to some questions. Uh, we've got uh, let me see here. We've got uh, Greg Zarpus in the chat. Nocturnal Butterfly, who's my beautiful better half, who's a huge fan of yours, and I'll tell you about that oh. later on. Riley I Io Acura is here. Um, let me see. Internet mon uh, money is here. Uh, Riley Acura has a question already for you. Um, he says, and, and I, this was a question I had on the list for you today, so I'm going to give Riley uh, credit for this. He says, question for Chris is I have to go and watch it back later. Uh, what is your favorite fuzz pedal uh, and which pickup works best with it? So it, it all depends on which fuzz I'm going for. Um, <clears throat> I would say as a utility fuzz pedal, my favorite pedal, you know, outside of, outside of the Helix because, you know, that's, that's what I do now. Uh, and this is one that, uh, if Frank or any of the guys are in here that should, that we need to get in one of the updates, um, the full tone Octafuzz. Okay. Um, that, that's the one that I use the most. Um, there's another really good one called the cluster fuzz, okay. but the full tone Octafuzz, um, was my go-to pedal for a long time because the way I use fuzz is typically if it's a straight fuzz sound, I'm mainly on the bridge pickup. Um, and you'll, they'll see in the patch how sometimes I, I change things and, you know, I'll have the stomps to do certain stuff. But the thing about the Octafuzz is it also had that, it had the switch. So you could go just regular fuzz or the Octavia style fuzz. Gotcha. So it's basically like the Arbitrator and the Tycho Octavia in one um, with an optionable thing. And the Clawthorn Drive kind of does that. Um, but those are the ones and the trick, the whole trick to the Octavia thing, if you've ever listened to any of our songs where there's like a, a super high octave, that was an Ampeg scrambler pedal. And basically I dime both, the, both the knobs on that, uh, pedal. And then I would play the neck pickup with the tone rolled all the way off. And it gets you a, a really kind of, uh, the guy I learned that from was Greg Martin from the Headhunters. Uh, the Kentucky Headhunters, mm -hmm. and he told me about it. He figured it out through Jim McCarty of Cactus. So, and that was the kind of the sound on Evil, that kind of piercing sound that's still a little bit soft. Is that neck pickup? You know, the tone rolled off or almost off. 
That's a great tip because I, I did make a note later on, uh, later on in the itinerary. I said I, he- I heard something that sounded to me like the uh, the, H- the Hendrix Octavia, uh, mm-hmm. and it sounded very much like that. So there you go. That's very very close. And the t- the fact that you say rule the the tone off completely mm-hmm. is another valuable tip. People might be trying to dial that in. What am I missing? And there it is. That's one of the components right there. Yeah, that, that I've noticed, man. You know, through the years, and I, I'm I love fuzz pedals. Um, I didn't use as much fuzz on the newest record as I have some, but the the tone knob is the key to a lot of fuzz stuff. You know, I, I've I've seen a lot of comments. People, are, you know, they say, well, the the fuzzes and the helix are you know somewhat unusable. And I'm like, well, it's to me they work fine. Um, well, you know, and and I think a lot of that has to do with playing with the tone knobs or making you know going in and making a, a controller a sign that when you turn your fuzz on, it also affects the amp in a different way. Okay. You know, little stuff like that. That's a huge tip too, because obviously, you know, some people are saying if they're complaining about fuzz isn't working in Helix, and for someone like yourself who relies on that a lot, it can be done. So experiment a little bit, maybe use some uh, uh, controllers like you're saying as well too, w- work with that yeah. tone knob. And uh, I mean, heck, it's, that's that should get you in the right wheelhouse anyways, and then just experiment from there. And with your preset today that we're going to share a link later on for people to download, that's going to be a nice starting block for people. If they want to just take it and play exactly like you, awesome. But if they want to use it and use it for building blocks or something else, it's going to be just equally as awesome for them. Yeah, man. And, you know, dude, I'm, I'm fairly traditional when it comes to, to my setup. I run a mono setup, you know, okay. most of the time. The the only thing you'll ever see in stereo are reverbs, basically. Nice. Um, sometimes a delay, but more more often than not, it's just like a room reverb that is stereo because, you know, my favorite records throughout history and my favorite guitar tones, it's a mono signal. Um, gotcha. And that's just the way my brain works, you know. And, like, when we're in the studio, you know, back in the days when I did use, you know, tube amps, we, you know, for guitar solos, we would generally always track a room mic that was stereo that we could bring in if we wanted. And that's why, you know, when we get into the patch later, I'll explain that uh, the room reverb on it, yeah, I left it on there, doesn't have a foot switch. And that's basically because I either want it on or off, and I just go manually and do that. Yeah bypass it if you need to yeah yeah oh that's very cool well i i can't wait to find out as we get into deeper into the program how and when you discovered helix so that's gonna be a fun discussion uh, a couple other people jumping in the chat obviously our good friend frank Rashot from line six is here as well yeah, too. Man. we love frank so much chad boston is here old metal dude is a new um is a new uh, viewer to the channel here and he's uh he just got a helix recently and i think he said it was an lt so congratulations uh, Chad Boston is here too. You obviously know Chad, a friend of yours, and oh, yeah. runs the best Facebook group on the planet. Uh, Alec Bourne is here, jumping in from Italy. We're going to have a lot of people from around the world. DJ Asterix is here as well too. Um, and let me see. He uh, and Alec is getting a new Variac 69 tomorrow morning. So congratulations, happy new gear day yeah. for you tomorrow. Johnny Lee is here. Talk about another fantastic uh, Line Six user. Um, okay, this is a very good question uh, from DJ Asterix. He says, "Hey Chris, how do you like the PRS 594? I just got one and love it." Man, I've got, uh, I have three of them, um, <laughs> and uh, you, man, they, uh, they're fantastic guitars. Um, the pickups, I have changed in two of them. Um, I don't know what it was, the, the 5815 LT pickups, people are absolutely, they love them. Um, but for me, they just weren't the right pickup. Um, they're fantastic, but for my application, I prefer a little bit something different, but the guitar, the 594, is is the best um, culmination of vintage modern mm-hmm. that I think has been put out in a single cut body guitar. Beautiful you guitar. Know, it, it, 
they, it's got the playability of, of a modern guitar, but it, it sounds and feels like, you know, a, a vintage instrument. Yeah, it sure does. As I was sharing, I was showing you a guitar off the air. I was showing you one of my PRSs, one that I let go that I really miss. I'd love to get back again. I mean, they're still common to get. For me, as a metal guy, or I should no, 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 I shouldn't say metal guy, rock guy, um, was the PRS Torero Floyd Rose Double EMG. Yeah, uh, you know that was a, that was a fun guitar. And it, but man, it's a, there's a dude uh, like thirty minutes from me has one for sale right now. Oh, really? It's a red one. It's a red one too. That's what I had. That's what I. Oh yeah. no. Oh, that was great. The only thing I didn't like about it, number one, I mean, it played great. The Floyd was amazing on it. Uh, 24 fret, which scares the living dickens out of me. You know, once I, I need a caution tape signal a lot. To, the 22nd fret says you don't need to enter this territory, you know? Right. And then there's no fret dots either. So I'm like, well, that was a bad note. I can't see. Right. So, you know, but that's a story for another day. Man, uh, you know, you're talking about 24 fret guitars. I own two or three. Um, and they just, I don't know. I just, I'm a 22 fret guy, man. Yeah. you know, 21, 22 frets. That's what I grew up on. Um, but I did get an 86, uh, PRS, uh, 24. It doesn't have birds. So it's a standard, but it was before they had labeled them standards. Yeah. So I think they call them pre-standards, but, uh, my buddy Bosco sent me a message and I called, uh, my buddy, my other buddy Rob at more music and got it done. And, and, uh, it was, it's awesome. It's sitting over there in the rack. Oh, that's great. Yeah, I, obviously being a PRS artist, you have a nice collection of them, but that's really cool. And you do them justice as well, too. And throughout the program, too, we're going to drop a link later on, too. We're going to talk about your guitar. And uh, Nocturnal Butterfly is going to post a link to your guitar at PRS. If people want to check it out at an authorized PRS dealer, grab your guitar. That'd be great. And speaking of her, I just got to say this as well, too. Number one, I didn't necessarily guilt you into coming on the show, but I told you uh, how big of a fan uh, my wife is of yours. So uh, thank you for making me not sleeping in the doghouse by appearing uh, on the I show today. Man. That's fantastic. Not a problem. Let's jump into the into the tour. So we, we just kind of teased out a little bit. You've been really busy with the tour. So that kicked off earlier this year. Tell us when that started um, and how long you're going and maybe your thoughts on the tour so far looking back. Man, we uh, we put out the new record April twentieth, um, and we we did some touring, um, you know, some smaller routed stuff before that. But basically, since about April seventeenth or so, um, we've not really been home much. I mean, you know, there was a week here, maybe you know, a couple of days there, um, but we've just been on the road nonstop. You know, we started out with doing some dates with Government Mule. Uh, which was amazing. I mean, Warren is one of the, uh, to me, he's probably the greatest guitar player on the planet. Um, you know, and I know that's all personal preference for sure. everyone, but, um, you know, living guys, he's, he's probably my favorite. Um, and then we did a bunch of headlining shows and we've had some great bands out with us. Uh, a new band called underground thieves. Okay. Uh, that, that features Nick Perry from, uh, silver tide yeah. and, uh, he was also in Shinedown for a while, and they're doing a really cool, man, like super kind of organic. Man, it's almost like uh, Mad Dogs and Englishmen or something, man. It's like a, a big family band kind of thing. And um, and then we had another great band uh, that's actually from the same town we are called Otis that okay. came out for a while and uh, and did some shows with us. But, man, it's just been it's been a lot of fun. You know, we've done some dates with, with country artists, with rock artists, with jam bands, and it's it's awesome to kind of see it all finally coming together and us being able to expand and, and kind of tour with those different bands. That's the thing I like about Blackstone Cherry. I, I was talking about this with a couple other groups, I'm trying, or a couple other uh, artists on the show, and I'm, I forget who it was, but you know sometimes you'll see like um, uh, it's a jazz fest. 
And so, like, Metallica is not going to be on a Jazz Fest bill, but there's some bands that can be a chameleon and be on that bill. That's where Blackstone Cherry is. Like, they, you can be on bills with country acts and bluegrass acts, then rock and roll acts, because it, it your music does cross many genres. And probably that's another reason why it's so successful on some radio stations that were not necessarily playing uh, rock music or, you know. Yeah, man. I mean, you know, for us, it, it's always been about, you know, just what's the best song we have at the time, you yeah. know, and. And it, it's not always been about, you know, being the heaviest band from the South or, yeah. or even being a band from the South. It's just about, you know, the best songs we have in our arsenal at any given time. And uh, I think we finally stumbled upon something, you know, with, with our last couple of records and, and producing them ourselves and stuff. And especially the last record, man, where it was it's just a rock and roll record. You know, there's there's yeah. no kind of preconceived notion. There's there's none of that. It's just rock and roll, man. And that's. I think at the heart of it, that's what we've always been. It's just a rock and roll band that, you know, likes to have a lot of fun. Right from the gut, too. You feel it from the, the very first thing. And here's something I think you, you may appreciate. Um, and I don't mean to, you know, uh, to embarrass you or anything like this. This is, is a good thing for you. Uh, there's a few guitarists out there that I really love um, that, that I put on a pedestal for one being just as good on guitar as they are with their vocals. And I'll just, I mean, I'm, I'm probably excluding many, many greats out there, but I'm just going to give you a couple. Uh, we'll, we'll start with a little smaller uh, and we'll go to the bigger ones. Ian Thornley is, uh, is a great artist here in Canada. Dude, I swear on everything I love. That guy should be one of the most talked about guitar players on the planet. He should. And singers. Yeah. Dude, that 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 Albatross record, like I, I love all the records, all the big rec stuff, even the even the Thornley record that was like, you know, kind of super modern rock. Yep. Um, I'm a fan, put it that way, you know, and but dude, that Albatross record is just one of my favorite records of all time. And it's funny, you know, even though he may not be the, the, the household conversation of every day, you talk to anybody, you know, this is talking to you and you just said that, you know, Sean Tubbs, he loves him. He's actually all Sean Tubbs and Ian Thornley and Chelsea Constable are coming on the show next week together, which should be fun. But, you know, and Ian gets embarrassed when I say that to him, but he sings just as good as he plays equally at both. And uh, here we go. Steve Ray Vaughn. I'm going to, okay. So Steve Ray Vaughn, he can sing as good as he, he could sing oh, yeah. as good as well as he played. And you, you sing as good as you play. Like your voice you. is is just as good as the guitar playing, and either one it are just incredible. So hats off to Thank you for having two instruments. You. Man, you know, I I never wanted to to be the singer of the band. And truth be told, the only reason I ended up being the singer is because we couldn't find anybody else to do it. There you go. Um, we, we tried out a few different guys, and it came down to I was the only guy that didn't sound like somebody else. You know, and they were like, "Well, then you're going to be the singer," and I'm like, "Oh, great! I just wanted to play guitar solos, man." You know, but you were talking about Stevie Ray. My favorite Stevie Ray song of all time is Locked by the Drop. Okay. And it's it's a song more about his singing than his guitar playing. You know, don't get me wrong. What he's doing on that 12 string is absolutely amazing. Mm -hmm. and, And the feel he has in that. But his vocals on that song are what sell it. There you go. And so you, even though it was an uncomfortable thing for you to do, look what it look what it did. Look, honestly, look. Dude, it's, it's something I've learned to love over the years, um, you know, and it, it's, it's kind of like, you know, guitar playing and singing are an extension of each other. Yeah. Um, and I, I try to keep my guitar playing as vocal as I can, mm-hmm. you know, where it's more about the, the singableness of it. And then, you know, every now and then I'll try to play something fast, but then I watch somebody like Ian play and I'm like, yeah, I just should probably quit and go to the house, man. <laughs> That, that, that guy is like, he's like an alien guitar player. It's amazing. He is. And and you do a lot of the things that they do. You do a lot of the mimicking, kind of the question and answer thing. You'll play a riff, you, you'll sing you'll sing something, and you'll kind of have a conversation back and forth between the instruments. And when I say instruments, your voice is one and the guitar is the other. 
Well, Matt, dude, and that, that's something that I think we all took from B.B. King and Freddie King and, yeah. and all the old blues greats. That's where everybody takes that from. You know, I'm sure Ian would say the same thing. Um, and we know Stevie Ray would say he took it from Albert King. Yeah, you know? exactly. And that, that's the thing, man. Like, you know, I think one of the guys that really broke that open is being a, a singer-guitar player. You got to go back to Hendrix. I mean. Oh, for sure. I mean, I mean, I literally got a tattoo right I there. I see it. Oh, that's badass. You know what I mean? Of, of, of Hendrix, man. And it's it's kind of like, you know, Skinner always gets the credit for being my favorite band of all time. <laughs> and they always they always will be. You know, like that three-guitar attack, man, and, and Ronnie's vocals and just everything about it. The older I get, the more I appreciate it. But I think my biggest musical influence outside of family would have to be Jimi Hendrix, man. It's just... It, I can't imagine, you know, 1967, 1968, you know, getting this new record called Are You Experienced and putting it on and Purple Haze coming on and just like, it had to blow people's minds, man. I mean, it does today. So imagine in 1967, 68, you know. That's right. So something I went, this is off topic, but it's not necessarily very related to uh, to Hendrix. Last night, you know, every once in a while you go down the rabbit hole of discovering a new artist, whatever. And this is certainly not a new artist by any means. And I've always been familiar, like always on, the, on my radar, Uli John Roth. And I was watching YouTube last night and some of his live performances. I was trying to look for the highest quality ones. So just because I know of them. But I've never yeah. really sat there and listened. And after talking to uh, Thomas Nordig the night before about Frank Zappa, you know, I wanted to just rediscover some of these artists that I haven't given attention to. And oh my God, like there's so much guitar talent out there that we just have to to look for. You know what I mean? And oh, dude, yeah, absolutely, man. I mean, like, you know, I remember um, a friend of mine was 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 Paulo that played in Thornley or oh, yeah. played Big Red. I played with him yeah. as well too. Yeah, yeah, Paul right. Nita. So. So I was talking to Paulo one time, man, and it's like, you know, it, it's it's rare in today's times that, that there's a guitar tone that, you know, people haven't heard before. That's you know right. what I mean? Like, because, I mean, Hendrix came and did it all, and then, you know, Eddie Van Halen came and took that to space, man, you know what I mean? Like, and just all these great guitar players that have come along, man, but like, I remember asking Paulo, I was like, what did he use on the beginning of You Caught My Eye? Like that super fat, you know, sound, man. And it's, I don't know, man, like, like guitar tones are, when you get to looking, man, there's, there's some guys out there that are killing it, but it's just not what's being played on the mainstream radio. I know. You know? Unfortunately, it's, yeah, yeah. We're, we're, he we're not hearing a lot of the great stuff. Oh, I mean, dude, I went to see Gary Clark Jr. in, uh, in Vegas a couple years ago. Me and my wife were out there, um, and man, <laughs> I was literally yelling in the crowd <laughs> at, at how good everything was. Yeah, he's know? something else. I had had him introduced to me by a friend, and I really enjoy it. Yeah. Man, I tell you what, man. I, I went and saw him live, and I love his records, uh, and I love the live records. Yeah. But it's completely different when you're standing in the same room. Oh, I bet. You know? and, and because, like, every note just hits you in the chest, yep. you know, and yeah, I don't know, man. That that guy, he's another one, man. Like, you know, him and Ian should be just literally at the top of everybody's radar for who okay, you want to play guitar today? Here are the guys you have to be as good as. It should be Ian and Gary Clark Jr. in my opinion. Yeah, then then to come back and see me after you've listened to the discography and done nothing yeah. else. Take some lunch breaks. Oh, we have a ten dollar super chat from Chad Boston. Thank you so very, very much, Chad. I appreciate that immensely. It's, I'm glad that you mentioned Paulo and, and you I'm not sure how long you've known him, but if it goes let's go back a little bit. First of all, he's a phenomenal guitar player as well. He played in the band oh, yeah. in the West Coast called Blush, and we did a tour with them. They come through um, you know, uh, southwestern Ontario and we did 
did a bunch of shows with them. That's how I met Paulo and uh, a great guy. And he can hold his own as well, too. But since we're oh, talking yeah. about Canadian artists, there's a little known fact I didn't know about uh, you guys. Uh, I think it was in 2009. You did um, you were a direct support for Nickelback. And, and, it's, and, and I know this is going to a little flag goes off as soon as I say Nickelback. You know, Nickelback is one of the most hated bands. Why? I don't know. Um, I don't either. <laughs> yeah. I mean, dude, like, here's the thing. Everybody wants to hate on them. They literally sold an incredible amount of records because they wrote good songs and they played them well. They sure you know, did. That, and those guys are incredibly talented musicians as well, man. I mean, like, all those guys can play. It, it's it's not like, you know, it's not like the pop factory that you see in a lot of music. Those guys actually can play and write songs. They you can. Know? That's right. Yeah, I tell you, speaking of Canadian bands, man, we did a tour in like 2007, um, and there was a band I'd never heard of them before the tour, and it was we were supporting uh, Hinder, and it was us and a band called Econoline Crush. Know them very well. And then Hinder, and dudes, man, like they kicked into you don't know what it's like one night, and I was like, who the hell is this band, man? Because this is awesome, you know. But man, like. Sparkle and shine and all that stuff, man. It was so good, you know. I, I know there there are some bands in Canada. Canada has a sound sometimes that I'm sometimes. I mean, I'm not afraid to say it. I don't like some of the Canadian music, but the, some of those bands that you're talking about right now, yes, for sure. And of course, then we've got Rush. You know, bands like that. Oh yeah, they're in a different. I tell you another one, another Canadian band, man. That I, I mean, we were listening. We we did part of Tom Sawyer the other night in our set. Oh wow! Like just 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 on a just on a wing and a prayer, man. We did like the first verse of it, and it was awesome. Uh, but man, Monster Truck are a band that I really enjoy. Like them and as well. They're 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 actually uh, direct support to us on our mainland Europe tour that we start in November, and then when we go to the arenas in the UK, it's uh, Monster Trucker first, the Cadillac Three, and then us every night. And it's we're looking forward to it, man, because th- those dudes are badass, man. They know? are. Yeah, they they um they they we played with them in London. When you talk to them, ask them if they remember the Finding Core guys. Ask them if he knows the the guitar player. It looks like Derek Smalls from Spinal Tap. See if he remembers me. We opened for them All in right. London. Uh, a ten dollars super chat from Frank Rashad. Thank you, Frank. That is so very kind. And I gotta say, as much as Nickelback is a hated band, as we go back to those guys for a second, I would not be in the relationship I'm in today if had it not been for that because we were covering their material in a bar one time. And uh, remember, never again from the one of the first records. Yeah. That's a rock and a rocking uh, track, and I'm about to play that, and we and we announced we're going to play it. And my better half here goes, "Oh, great! Here goes another band going to ruin Nickelback," and she liked it. And the next thing you know, a couple phone calls are made, and we're together. So pretty, awesome. pretty awesome. Um, awesome. Over to the chat, uh, DJ Asterisk is saying, "I found putting Fuzz's uh, first in the chain works great on Helix." That's probably true. Johnny Lee says, I spoke to Chris when he first got Helix about IRs. I made a patch for Custom Tone for the Blackstone uh, Cherry Song, uh, Me and Mary Jane. Yeah, I remember yeah. that. Yeah. I remember that. And I know I know, I did a, get a comment on Facebook. I don't have it open at the moment because I never have Facebook open when I'm live. But someone commented and said um, uh, they'd love to see you contribute some more things to Custom Tone because they've uh, downloaded some yep. of your uh, presets and that. So that would be awesome. I know when you have time for sure. Um Chad Boston, Chris, when is Blackstone Cherry coming back to Portland, Oregon? Do you have, do you have any rough idea? Man, we're uh, we just started talks about uh, the he- the a headline tour for next year. Uh, we're working on all that stuff. We're about to, uh, we go play this weekend um, in Louisville, Kentucky, and then in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and then we have like right at a month off, uh, which is going to be nice. And I'll get to some more uh, some presets and upload them to Custom Tone. Um, I want to go through and just kind of compile an ultimate amp list and just put them on custom tone. Nice. That way, if my computer ever crashes, you can, I can go there and get them. That's right. You know Why I mean? not? Plus, other people uh, benefit too. Yeah, dude. Man, I like that. 
I'm more than happy to give people my patches, man. I, I look at it like, you know, we're all doing the same thing here for the same reason because we love playing guitar. So if I come up with something cool and somebody likes it, awesome. Because I, there was a guy that posted um, like a Warren Haynes kind of sound. And I'm still waiting for the guy to upload it because I want to see how he got a certain part of that sound, you know? Um, That's right. So if, if that guy sees this video, please upload that patch. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but man, you know, um, but hopefully we're going to, we're going to get back out West um, next year. Um, because like I said, we've got that tour that starts in November and we got a couple dates at the end of October, but most of October is off, which is cool though, man. I mean, like I love fall and fall in Kentucky is beautiful. And bet. my little boy's birthday is in October. So I get to be home for that stuff. And that's going to be great. You know what? This is a perfect segue. I mean, man, oh man, this is almost like we scripted this. Um, right. And this is one of the things too. I would love to take credit for this, but I always give credit where credit is due. And my beautiful better half here, Sandra Lee, she um, she knows your, she knows everything about you guys. Um, and she was actually she was a fan of another Canadian band that you guys toured with as well, Theory of a Dead Man. Love those guys. Mm-hmm. Like followed the country to, for them. But she told me, obviously, like we're here in the chat too. This is not uh, no no uh, surprise to anybody. And all my shows I do, we become a big family, kind of a maybe a dysfunctional family, like any family. Right. But we're a family of gear geeks and guitar geeks, and it's really nice. We have our regulars, and we get new people coming in. They join the family. But I didn't really realize until she told me how important family is to you. And not only is it important to you, the fact that you've um, kind of brought some of your family into the music. I think if I'm correct, now here again, I'm getting it from her. She said your son contributed some vocals. And I think your wife was in one of the videos. Is that correct? Yeah, man, dude, our wives have been in music videos um, since they were our girlfriends, you know. And, and, And me and my wife have been together now for since I was 16. And I, I'm 33 now, so, you know, like a long time, man, <laughs> like 17 years, basically. Um, and our band has been together for 17 years. And, Incredible. You know, I, I think the reason that all four of us, are we're still the same band, same four members, never been a lineup change. Um, you know, we've had to have somebody fill in for somebody at a show once or twice uh, due to illness or, or, you know, you know, family emergencies or personal things. Um, but, you know, it's always been... Chris Ben, John, John Fred, you know, in no particular order. Nobody's any better than anybody. It's the four of us, you know, and we're, man, we're, we're a band, you know, yeah. like we all four split everything equally. I love that. You know, and it's, but that's, that's what keeps us who we are, man. You know, and we always put family first. Any decision our band makes is based on how it affects our families, you know, and, and how it affects everything to do with our families before we do it. You know, it could be the greatest offer in the world financially, but if it, if it's going to be something that takes, you know, a toll on somebody's family member or, you know, it puts a strain on somebody, then we step back and we go, guys, what's the priority here? You mm-hmm. know, and it's, it's always family. It always will be. It's like a, it's like a stone in the pond. There's going to be a reaction to those ripples and it might be good. Yeah. It may not be so. So I really appreciate that. That's really cool to know that family is that important. And, and, and here's another thing. I know firsthand how this is working for you guys, being that you've been together for that length of time. You guys can close your eyes. You could be not even necessarily hearing one another, and you know the bass player is going to take off and do this at this point. He knows when you're going to improvise a guitar solo. Um, the, the, being together that long is like almost like an intravenous uh, connection to to each one of you. Yeah, dude, and I think that's something that's really started to come to life um, in our live shows. Is you know that that just foundation of the last 17 years being there has allowed us to start really experimenting and extending songs and, 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 you know, like we'll literally go into a, a 
a cover song in the middle of one of our songs just for a couple bars just because it's fun you know and but we know that like there's nights we do it there's nights we don't and it's just everybody can kind of feel that energy you know and it's I don't know, man. It, it's something that's that's beautiful and and sacred to us uh, at the same time. You know, we, we 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 take hold of that and and cling to it tightly. You know, as tightly as any kind of record deal or, or anything like that. You know, man. It, it's all about the feeling of of that unity and and just the solidness of what we have. Yeah. I love the fact how you guys can just continue doing what you're doing. And the fact that you can keep original members at that length of time. I know people can say, well, look at the Rolling Stone. Well, they're not all necessarily all original. The fact that you have right. the main uh, quartet that you've had, obviously, there's some fill-ins, and that's to be expected. But that's that's awesome. And that does go to show, I think a lot of bands can take note from this, the fact that you do split. You know, you know, I, I look at Van Halen as a, like Van Halen's my favorite band. I run a show dedicated to that. They started that way. It was, you know, four quarters and they all got the same and then some things changed and I'm not here. It's not my place to judge, right. but money can change people. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's the root of all evil, right? Man, our, our whole thing on that is we look at it in the case of no matter who brings a song idea to the band, no matter what anybody is doing, it takes all four of us to record and perform that song every night. And it takes all four of us to make the 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 cohesive bond that kind of makes our band, you know, the the bulletproof bond we have. Yeah. You know, and and that's why everything is equal with us, man. I mean, you know, we're nobody's any more important than anyone else. Very good point. Think about it this way: just when you think, okay, Walp, it, it, it's just a bass player. No, okay, let's just say one night uh, your bass player can't make it, you can't get a fill-in. So, Chris, now it's your turn to play bass and sing, uh, and you know, you know, obviously you're going to be missing a guitar, but you realize how important it is. Like, okay, this is a lot harder. It's not just four strings. Like, what am I doing here? You know? Yeah. So everyone has a, a very, very... Oh, key. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, dude, it's, it's, it has to be a, a, a team. And it, it's like a marriage, man, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, second marriage is right, because you got your, your normal marriage here, and then there's your second family who, technically and sadly, you're spending more time with than your original family, so right. it's got to work. Oh, yeah, dude. Uh, over the last 17 years, I have seen the other three guys probably twice or three three fourths again more than i've seen you know my wife yeah but you know it's it, it's what it is man obviously it's harder now with having children and stuff but mm-hmm. you know he's, he's five now and he's more vocal about not wanting me to leave but he's also more understanding of that this is my job and this is what i do and and you know it, it's something that i enjoy doing that's right Yep, and it does. It does also help provide, um, you know, a nice lifestyle for the family. You know, it's, which is nice. I mean, you could be, you could be unemployed. You could be working something at minimum wage. You know, and the fact that you're so, yeah. st- st- still, uh, kind of so attached to family, it's a good thing. And the, and the time, even though it's shorter with family, is much more, you know, quality when you do see them. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I got a message relayed to me. It's kind of secondhand chat saying, um, Quentin, I'm not sure if he's watching right now. A really good friend here on the channel, Quentin James, just got a Helix the other day, and I'm so happy for him. Um, were you scheduled to play something in Louisville? Like, uh, what was it called? Um, Bourbon and Louder Beyond? Than Life? Uh, no, no, no. Bur- Bourbon and Beyond is this weekend. Yeah. Um, and w- we hope to play that one one year. Um, seems like a really cool festival, Bourbon and Great Bands. I mean, yeah. how could you go wrong? Um, but, uh, we're playing Louder Than Life, which is supposed to be next weekend. Okay. So hopefully... You know, everything is cleared up by then. Yeah, because that's what note I was going to say. I said uh, the outdoor shows have been canceled because of rain and flooding at the Bourbon and Beyond. So, okay, there you go. Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. Inter- interesting. I hope everyone's okay in that area. If it, hopefully it's not horrible flooding and people are losing their homes and things, but if it is, um, you know, serious, uh, sincerest wishes to you. Um, so let's jump into, we're right about the half hour mark. This is a great time to segue. Uh, when did you discover Helix? Uh, how and when, and uh, what has it done for you? So basically, um, we were on tour in 2016, um, and we, we, I think that was when we first went to Australia and we flew over there and we were playing on backline gear every night. And at the time I was playing PRS amps. Um, and, and I still play those, you know, um, uh, here and there, but we, uh, we were, we were traveling around, man. And it's really hard to find those. And especially the ones I have that were like modified by Paul. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like it, so it's impossible to find amps and i was having to use you know you know jcm 900s or, or amps that weren't my amp of choice mm-hmm. and then also they were backline amps so they probably hadn't been retubed or biased in about 10 years yeah um and then while in south america we uh, we also went to south america the same year and while there i blew up two amp heads in one show oh geez. 30 minutes 30 or 40 minute show two amp heads went down and at that point I started looking, I was like, okay, I got to do something for a fly rig. And like, I was the guy that was so anti-modeling and so anti-profiling. And I like, I man, a friend of mine, Zach from Shinedown, uh, he's, he's played, you know, Axe Effects and stuff and everything in, in between off and on. Um, but he was like, check out this rig, man. And I was like, you mean you're almost amp? Yeah. Like that was, that was my joke to him was it was an almost amp. And, uh, you know, lo and behold, man, around March of 2017, I'm, uh, we're on the road, and, like, here's how bad I was about tubes or nothing. We're on the road, and for a practice amp, so, like, set in dressing rooms and stuff, I took a Supro, uh, the, which one was it? One of the single 12s, the, the Jimmy Page, uh, the Black Magic. Okay. The, the, the new Supro Black Magic, which are fantastic little amps, man. They, they sound great, but... That's what I was taking out to practice with. Practice, and I was yeah. like, I was like, man, I got to do something. And I had bought that amp uh, from a buddy of mine. And so I like, I called Guitar Center one day and I've been watching all these different videos online on Helix and uh, a lot of Paul Hindmarsh's videos. I was He's watching great. a lot of those. And uh, oddly enough, so I, I go to Guitar Center. We got a day off. We're at a mall. I call an Uber. I load up the Supro. And I go to Guitar Center and I'm like, look, you have a Helix. Can I plug it into something? And they're like, well, all we have is this ratty old Marshall 412 from the 80s that I think two of the speakers work in. And I'm like, oh, my God. So they bring it and some kind of like PA power amp around. And we kind of halfway hooked this thing up. And I didn't know anything, man. Like, I, you know, all I knew was the videos. So I just dialed up, you know, uh, an amp head with nothing else because I was running to a power amp and then a cabinet. Sure. And I plug in, and I think I went down to the 2204 um, or something. And, like, I hit three or four chords. I'm like, all right, yeah, I, I, I can hear right here that this has come a long way. So I gave the Supro in, like, 500 bucks or whatever for a Helix, um, about the first Helix I ever had. And I get on the bus, and within about 30 minutes, I've got a Plexi pulled up with all the effects I use. And they're all, you know, put on foot switches. And I'm like... This is incredible, <laughs> right? And the the curve for me was, I 
you know, I don't remember who said it, but I remember hearing somewhere that you have to stop listening to an amp in the room mm-hmm. and listen like you're hearing your favorite guitar sound on a record. That's a good point. And I was like, I was like, okay, so if I, if I get away from having my hair blown backwards when I had hair, <laughs> uh, when I get away from having my hair blown backwards and just listen to what I'm hearing. And when I did that, I realized that like, there's a lot more control in here. There, there's a lot more, the consistency mm-hmm. is, is, is the, the most key part of everything for me. And, you know, man, traveling and being in different climates and altitudes and humidity levels and, and just everything that can go wrong is what led me to this. And I, uh, I contacted a friend of mine, uh, Lee Anderton, because I'd done a video with him, you know, previously. Um, and I was like, hey, man, could you possibly put me in touch with Paul from Line 6? And he was like, yeah, man, sure. I'll reach out to him, make sure it's okay, then I'll contact you guys. And uh, I talked to Paul, and I was like, man, hey, look, I'm looking to maybe go go to Helix. And he put me in touch with Matt and everyone in the, the U.S., and I got in touch with Frank. Mm-hmm. Uh, but man, that's where I've been ever since. You know, I've I've traded off, you know, gear to get another Helix just to have one. So I've got, you know, an LT here at home. I've got a uh, a full floor in Europe and a full floor as a backup in the states. And then I bought a, a LT for a backup in Europe. And then I've got my rack and foot controller and floor for a backup here that I also travel with. You know, but as far as recording, man, I I just use my LT most of the time um, because I just send, you know, on the last record, I sent out uh, left and right XLRs. But the reason I did that is because I, I, I did a dual cab block twice. Okay. And on and on the second dual cab block that I had set to like XLR right, I think, okay, um, was a wet sound that was like the room sound, basically. Okay. And that way I could blend that up however I wanted, sure. you know, and it wasn't just set from here. Um, but man, I, within 30 minutes on the bus, I had found my new rig and, and that's where I've been since March of, uh, of 2017. I've, I've played Helix and the last two pieces of recorded music we put out were full on Helix for me. And I can't you know, believe the, it. That's fantastic. The, yeah, man. The, the black, the blues EP we put out every guitar on it, and bass was recorded with Helix. Um, and then the newest record, uh, Family Tree, all of my guitars, which are the left side, are Helix. All the guitar solos are Helix. And then we recorded the bass guitar um, with an amp uh, in the in a room with, a, you know, with really nice Telefunken microphones. Mm-hmm. And when it came time to mix the record, I could never get the air out of the room and have the bass just punch the way I wanted it to. Yeah. And this wasn't long after Native came out when I was mixing the record, right? Yeah. So I bring up Native, and I bring up the same amp we recorded, and I paired it with uh, the Woody Blue, too. Okay. The old, the, which is like the Acoustic 360. Yep. And I, I ran that through the 610 Cali, and I ran the the Ampeg through the 810 SV Beast or whatever. Yep. And there's the record. There, there's the bass guitar on the record. There's those two amps. 
that was the question I was going to ask you because I like I, I wanted to find out what you're using live. Well, we knew you're using it live, but how? And then I was going to ask if you're using the studio. So that is obviously phenomenal. So it was a fact also too that from 30 minutes later of getting on the bus, you figured out the learning curve. So that goes to show you that the user interface and everything is very streamlined. We all agree on that. Um, you've used it in the studio as well too. I would, and, and here's another thing too, before I ask you the next question, that some people may say, yeah, but Helix doesn't do this. So I'm just going to tell you some of the people that I've talked to here on the, come through the show. We've had metal. I mean, we're talking full on metal, Jeff Waters from Annihilator. And that's how I discovered Helix. Props to Jeff for introducing me to Helix. Steve Starlacci from, from, uh, I think the Jessica Lynn band, if I, I think I got that right. Country, country, country using it. No problem. Chicken pick and Brad Paisley out of a Helix. We've got you with your stuff. We've got Jeff Schroeder from Smashing Pumpkins, which is kind of you know all over the place with uh layered sounds and things like that so really i haven't found something yet that says well helix doesn't do this it, it's no, dude, for me it was it was you know let's let's i mean if we're being honest here every modeler today has the technology and is capable of creating great sound agreed 100 percent across the board every single one of them yep. for me it was the one that i could understand and and get the most out of Yep. And I had a Kemper and I sold it. Mm -hmm. I had Fractal and I sold it. Um, I just, I, like the, the user interface for me was too difficult. For some people, they they can like go in and dial up a rig, you know, in five minutes like I can now on Helix, mm -hmm. you know, and have their full rig. But, man, you know, it the thing sounds amazing. Yep. And we get all these updates for free. Christmas morning every, every couple of yeah, months. You know what I mean, man? And like... You know, I just want to say I tune my guitars to tuner all the time. I'm, I I have no issues with it. Me too. You Me know too. what I mean? Yep. Um, but no, man, like when we went in the studio to record Family Tree, I took in every amp I had. I took in every guitar tube amp I had and all my really nice boutique pedals, you know, like a real player's rig. You know what I mean? Like th those guys that, that really search. And I've been very fortunate to, to be able to, you know, to find this stuff and purchase it along the way. And Dude, I took, you know, $4,000 amp heads and stuff in the studio, and we mic'd everything up, and nothing was sounding right. And I looked at the engineer, and I was like, man, I just want to try it. Mm -hmm. I was like, it, it's right there in the corner in the bag. I just want to plug it in and try it. Not going to hurt anything. I, I literally pulled up my live patch. I got rid of uh, the split that I do, because mm -hmm. I do a split that bypasses the cabinet, which I'll explain in a minute, um, and just ran it out. And he goes... I don't know how we're going to beat that. Wow. He said, I don't know how we're going to beat that when you can adjust any mic and any parameter you want at any given time. Yeah. And we pulled it up and I, I hit one chord and I was like, that's what I'm using because that's the sound that I kept hearing in my head. And, uh, you know, man, it, uh, all three of us are now using Helix rigs to a certain extent live. Okay. All three of us. So, you know, it's, uh, the, the units are, they, they speak for themselves, man. I mean, you know, I, I was under the assumption that, you know, modeling was mainly for high gain guys because yeah. a lot of my friends are in, you know, a lot of the guys that I've become friends with over the years were in heavier bands, stuff like that. And, you know, I thought that was that because the distortion would cover things up. Mm -hmm. The roll off and, and like the mid gain tones, man, are what is so beautiful in the helix. Agreed. Like to, to, to me, man, like I could use the litigator with the greenback 25, a dual cab block, and basically get any sound I need out of it. And you're and you're good to go. Yeah, I, I mean that's 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 the amp and cabs in the patch uh, that I'm using. And the patch that you know we're going to post is uh, 
is literally, I renamed it CBRHH 2018 stomp. So it's eight stomp boxes. Um, but the way I run it is this is my live rig. Mm -hmm. I was telling you earlier, (laughs) I built this beautiful rig, man. And like I did it twice. I did this twice is what makes me so mad. (laughs) I did it once with the Essex A15 and then I did it once with the litigator and I was like, yeah, that's it. That's great. That's great. And then my little boy would holler for me or something or my wife would be like, Hey honey, can you come help me? And I would stand up and turn the helix off and forget to hit save. I'm like, oh my God, are you kidding me? But you remember though. But but it happens, man. And, you know, like, oddly enough, the main settings on this, um, I dialed in without listening to it. We were playing, we were playing in, um, I can't remember what city it was, man. I want to think it was in Virginia or something. And I just went up on stage and I was like, I'd been using uh, the Plexi Jump. Yep. Uh, the hundred watt. And I was like, man, I want to try the litigator again. And I went and dialed it in. Didn't even listen to it. Mm-hmm. I was just like, you know, and I, the only thing I changed from the one I didn't listen to, to this one. And that was just recently was I went from the one twelve deluxe cab that it pairs with. Yep. I had a dual cab block of those and I just mimicked the settings over to the, the greenback four twelve, the greenback 25 four twelve, And that's the only difference. I'm so glad I mean, you said that. I'm, you know, I'll tell you why. Because a, pe- a lot of times people think I'm crazy. They think I'm trying to give some kind of sales pitch. But whether you have HX Edit or not, let's say you're on the tour bus, you got your uh, laptop and you got the Helix, or maybe you just got the Helix itself. Use your eyes and not your ears. You, you know, okay, I want this amp. I want three pedals. I want a chorus. And in your case, maybe a fuzz. I want this. I want a delay. I want some reverb. Paint, 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 paint. Get to the gig, plug in, and maybe, maybe, oh, I need to boost my mids just a little tiny bit or something. But it's, it is that easy. Just paint with your eyes. When you get there, it's 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 good. You don't have to d- touch anything. You know, it's crazy, man. Um, I've watched a lot of videos, man. Like, I am I, I fall down the rabbit hole of YouTube yeah. so much, man. And I, I watch a lot of videos. And Jason Sadiq, I think. Jason Sadiq, he's, he's 45 Sadiq. minutes from me. He's my buddy. Yeah. So I've watched his videos, man. And I've taken, you know, some stuff from, from what he does and applied it to my own mentality of doing stuff. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like he, he's really good, man. Like he, the, the way he explains stuff, it's way better than I could ever explain it. Yep. But, but he, he also breaks it down so I can understand these things. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, like the, the, the compressor at the end of the chain on this patch. And a high low cut too. Yeah. That, that, that's all. Yeah. And like the, the high low cut, I, I still do it in the cab block most mm-hmm. of the time you can um but you know adding an eq here or there you know after the cab and stuff but i, I route things kind of differently than most people do mm-hmm. um i run i mainly run my delays and reverbs before the cab just to save dsp okay because i split right before the cab and then i'll have a compressor the same compressor i'll just drop it down and paste it and split right before the cab. That way, that stuff is going to my speaker cabinet because I, I run a split pass lap. So I split, I run all my effects, you know, before the head and okay. then, you know, my reverb and delay are after the head. Makes sense. Um, and then the cabinet. And I split right before the cabinet and that goes to my quarter inch out to my eyes. And I use the ISP stealth power amp. Okay. To, to power my PRS 412 cabs, man. And it, it sounds absolutely fantastic. I absolutely love it. 
Well, I'm so glad you did that because that's one of the next questions I was going to ask is how you're actually running it. And people love to know that. So that explains that. Why don't we take this opportunity right now to have you do a little bit of playing and I'm going to have Nocturnal Butterfly paste the link for people to grab the patch. Yeah, yeah so go ahead. And I'm going to switch over to the big screen. Just give us a few riffs. Yeah, man. Sorry, so it's all coming through this microphone. That's okay. Because I yep. can't figure that out. Um, one thing with those patches, um, the, the way I run them is I do that. That way the XLR goes to front of house. Um, and it's all helix, everything helix. And then the cabinets are, are purely for stage volume, nothing else. Right. Um, but this is the, 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 the preset, uh, with none of the switches lit up right now. I don't want to go to the view, um, just as it is. I'm playing one of my signature guitars, uh, one of the ones from Europe. Uh, then I've also, so I've got a solo button on here that uh, will engage overdrive and delay. That just, there's that. Uh, the fuzz. Uh, the fuzz, and like I was saying about rolling that volume off. So without the, on the bridge pickup, everything wide open. Right? Yeah. I'll go single coil, kind of like Hendrix would with the coil tap on here. So when you start rolling the tone off, but wow. that so that was the bridge on the neck. You're going to get that. And it gets really kind of creamy sounding. And I just got a phaser. Um, Univibe. Then the uh, the the octave. And then uh, there's there's a, a switch you'll notice um, that's called single coil, which is the bottom right one. And I I set that. Uh, let me switch guitars. Sure. Um, I set that. Just um, basically, it brings the presence and the treble down, and I can't remember if it brings the gain down or not. Um, uh, with this guitar, uh, you can hear how it, like with the with that turned off, mm -hmm. the brightness back up. It's just a little too too thin for me. Okay. So this way. Because to me, like, you know, these, these guitars sound better with less gain a lot of times. You know, when you're getting into the... 
you know, man, it's I, this is exactly what I'm using live, and I, I built it for that purpose, um, just to give those sounds. That room reverb, man, I, I do love it though. Um, I'll turn it on. Sure. And like like I said, that's just on there. You have to manually bypass it. Um, if you're running, you know, a full floor or a rack unit, you could use it. But on the the LT, you've only got the eight stop option. So yeah. Um, but basically, so no room. Um, sounds like this. Uh, and then we add it on. It's one of those things where it's not in your face, but if you turn it off, you're like, what's missing, right? Yeah, it, it, it's crazy, man. You know, taking it back off. Sounds way different. You know, man, and it's... I, I, I just love the Helix, man, because the possibilities are endless. I mean... I've thought about just making, you know, patches. Um, uh, people call them patches presets. Yeah, whatever. I've, I've always called them patches. I kind of um, do too. And I feel bad, but I, that's what we're used to, right? But, yeah. Yeah. But the, uh, but man, I thought about making one for like each album. Yeah. Um, and just mimicking the rigs that I used. Um, but at the same time, man, I'm like, why? I can just pick a different amp at night if I want, you know? That's right. Uh, hey, I know you might have to drop down. I know you might have to drop down to D for this, but this would be really, really cool. Um, uh, I know this is kind of a, a, a simpler riff. I don't even know what to play it. I haven't sat down and learned it, but I would love if you would teach us the opening riff to uh, uh, White Trash Millionaire. Yeah, dude, that one's actually in drop B on the record. Yeah. Um, Just lift your guitar just a little higher, just for the camera, just a little bit. I know it might be uncomfortable there for you, but just kind of tilt yeah, a little bit. I can maybe bring this down. Is that better? Okay. So, the, so it's literally just. And it, it's all that third and fifth fret. Um, just the G to F. I mean, it's. I speak in where I'm at, not the tuning I'm in. Sure. So, so basically, you're going G to F, D to C. You know, it's just that, that back and forth motion there. Um, and then Ben's part, the talk box part, is just a... Uh, or no, that's not it. It's a... Uh, there it is. Yeah, it's it's super simple, but we played in C live. Okay. We actually tuned it up just because it was so low. Uh, but in the record, it, it was in drop B. Okay. But it's just... You know what I mean? It's just kind of the blues thing. That... With a drop B really helps get that squeal that you got on there, oh, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. 
I can't quite do it, man, with the litigator. <laughs> I, I know. Yeah, you need you need extra gain for that. You know, some um, we're going to get close to wrapping up here in a few minutes. But I was, last night, I was obviously before leading up to a show, I always like to get in the zone of of my guest. So I'm going through playing a lot of your videos. Um, you know, just like I said, getting pumped up in the zone. What was the song I was watching? I made a note of it. The burning burning video. And li- yeah, yeah. listening to that, now I, I sometimes, I'm actually quite often I'm wrong when I try to detect some influences, but I heard a really, really strong uh, ZZ Top feel to that. Yeah, yeah, 100%, man. I mean, literally, it's 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 almost comical. But, I mean, <laughs> you know, that, that, that one, I mean, I'm in the right tuning for that. It's Perfect. It's drop C sharp, so it's just... <laughs> So that's what the one guitar is doing, and then I come in with the beautiful, which reminds you of yeah, you know what I mean. So it's it, it's similar, but it is different. No, I know, and I, I certainly didn't mean in a disrespect like no, it was. No, no, yeah. no, not at all, dude. Yeah, it, we we wear our influences on our sleeve, man. I mean, it's. You know, and it's something we've always done. Yeah, no, that's very, very cool. And also another ZZ Top too. Uh, was it Back in Time or whatever from like the back, back, to, whatever the song was t- uh, titled for the Back to the Future soundtrack? Uh-huh. Yeah, so very similar kind of a feel too. Oh, that, yeah. That's yeah, very yeah. cool. And I, I can't wait to have this preset. First of all, that preset that you've given us is loaded. I mean, we are chock full to the brim with, uh, st- and I love the delay on that. It's a nice carryover, but not there, in your face. There is, there is one other delay that I use. Um, there's a part of our set, a song called Cheaper to Drink Alone, where we go, and we'll, we'll kind of extend it and jam for a few minutes. Um, and that's this delay, uh, which the delay I always use is a transistor tape, and I just set it different, okay. basically. Like, I've got one that stays around 5.07 to 5.15 in milliseconds um, with a lower feedback and a lower level. And then this one I've got an eighth note dotted, um, and a couple of the effects on here are on tap tempo, um, but I've got you know 53% feedback and then the mix up and it's you know but okay. it's it, it's meant for kind of getting those more psychedelic kind of sounds where it's oh yeah almost Gilmore esque. You know that just kind of. You know, and it trails always on. Yeah, I have trails on on everything. If it has trails option, they're on. I do that as well too because I like to have. If I'm going to go to a different uh, snapshot, I would like. I don't want that stop. And I wouldn't use delay pedals until I got Helix. I've always loved delay. Yep. All the all the records always had delay on them. Um, you know, with a guitar solos, but I wouldn't use the pedal because. When I clicked it off, it was off. Yeah. I wanted that last note to keep ringing when I went back into the chord so it sounds like I never stopped playing. That's right, because you, you, you want that experience for the user to be like kind of tr- leading them through a transition, like a like an, uh, like a transition in a, in a movie, like a, yeah. you know, cutscene. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. And it's like, you know, it sounds really cool when you've got a screaming delay solo, but when you go back to play rhythm, if that last note doesn't carry with the rest of the delay, it just sounds like you messed up. That's right. And that's, that's what I love about helix man is like i don't know I, I can't see me using anything else honestly i mean and i was a guy that that swore off digital guitar modeling in any way shape or form my entire life mm-hmm. like i just i wouldn't do it man you know and i'd finally you know stopped being too prideful to, to try something new and walked into a guitar center and left 
with a boutique tube amp and five hundred dollars less in my yeah, pocket. Yeah, I know. And but but I had a Helix and it has literally completely changed everything for me. You know, it, it, it's allowed me to focus, you know, more on playing rather than searching for gears. You know, that's now instead of buying amps and pedals, I get to buy guitars, which is awesome. I I've said that a million times. That's like so now we get to stop buying four thousand dollar amplifiers or two thousand dollar amplifiers, get a guitar or two or a real nice guitar. Yeah, right. I like that. Oh yeah, dude. Look here. All, all I'm asking for is Octafuzz. One of these days, the, yeah. the full tone Octafuzz. If you guys are listening, and then like I had an old, my favorite guitar I've ever had in my life was uh, I had a, like a '65, '66 Blackface Fender Bassman, mm-hmm. and that thing was absolutely outstanding. It was just it was there was something special about that three knob setup, man. You know, and it. It, uh, I used to call that amp three knobs in the truth because that's that's all you get out of it, man. Perfect. Well, I know the team's listening for sure. They'll hear that for sure. And one of the things I learned from the team, from Eric Klein directly himself, he shared one time on a on a chat, and I I'm, probably won't say this correctly, but because you like delays carrying over like you do, uh, maybe you already have your set this way, but one of the things that I hated until I learned how to change this was let's say a lot of times I'll use a delay around 250 milliseconds. That would be kind of my my regular rock rhythm with just a slight repeat. So it's just kind of like Ain't Talking About Love or maybe You Really Got yeah. Me from Van Halen. And then when I go to my lead, I'd go at least 350 to almost 400 milliseconds. And if I would change that preset, the delay would ramp up and you'd hear it like to catch up or slow back down. And there's a setting, it's something, I think it's in a global tap tempo, I think. And then there's transparent or true or something. And when you change it to transparent, I think it is. And I hear again, I'll I'll correct this after. But then it lets the delay carry over at 250 milliseconds and let it finish. And when you're on your 450 now, you're not going to hear it try to play catch up. It's an awesome tip. That is awesome. I'll share that with you. I used to run uh, snapshots mainly. Yep. um, Because I would would set up a patch. And this is before... Really, I learned how to, you know, use the controller assigned to make, you know, my fuzz pedal also bring the bass level down on mm-hmm. the amp. Yep. Something, vice versa, you know. Um, was, you know, when I would go from delay to delay, I would have it set different. Yeah. And I would always hear that those artifacts. And I was like, I know it's just doing what a delay pedal would do right. if you change the tempo. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to hear that. No, I know. And that's even from from snapshot to snapshot. It'll still do it. So I'll share that tip with you. I'll d- double check it and I'll send you an email. Yeah, man. Yeah, That'd I know awesome. it's really simple. I think it's glo- uh, global preferences and then global tap tempo, transparent or true, something like that. But before we okay. wrap up, we're at the four o'clock hour here. I just want to make sure I don't, I, I'm not going to be able to say hi to everybody. I just want to say hi lastly to people in the chat. Uh, and I'm way behind. I'm sorry, folks. JD Gonzalez says, hi guys from Venezuela. Chris, I like your, I like your, much your PRS he says um an old metal dude says yep thank you eric that was an lt i got uh internet money is here everybody likes uh money on the internet quentin james is here bobby clipper frank rashad as well too uh kai down is here and i know i'm going to be missing a few people i really greatly apologize uh john hurst i just need more live albums from blackstone cherry love you guys live sound uh tammy rose chris thank you and the guys for all that you do love respect from richmond virginia uh, we have people from all around the world uh, tuning in today, as as we would expect. That's fantastic. Um, and I know I'm going to scroll here very quickly. And I'm probably, uh, it looks like my chat is locking up. I'm going to go backwards from the bottom of the chat and come back up if that's okay with everybody. Uh, Julian yeah, Patrick Bront, Bronte Glenn, great show. Thank you. Um, Kai Down, li- uh, Line 6, are leaps and bounds above all our companies in terms of customer support. You and I were talking about this off the air. Um, there's, there's Superman, and then there's Frank Rashad. And I don't mean to right. embarrass Frank, but... I'm, I'm honestly, no, honest to God, like that, that guy is one of the absolute hands down best people in the business, but like, just period, man. Um, when it comes to the gear business, 
there are few and far between like Frank. I, I mean, I, I, I called, I sent him a message, and I was like, hey, man, I've got this slight issue with my floorboard uh, that I've stomped now for the last two years uh, every night. And, you know, before I could even respond, you know, I, it got just buried in my messages I get on Facebook or whatever. And I said, yeah, man, that address would be great. And he says, it'll be there today. And I'm like, that was two <laughs> days later. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> It's unheard of. It's unheard of. And and a lot of people could really take note. These days, you know, with people not buying as much as we used to and jobs not being where they used to be, you know, there's not as much money to spend free, uh, freely. And so customer service teams have to really go above and beyond. And I think that's, and I'm not just saying this, like it, we've all seen it. So hats off to Frank for helping us all out there. Um, Kai Down. Another thing with that, man, is, is to me is, you know, that they've got something to believe in here and they stand firmly behind that. You know, it's, it, it's one thing to stand behind an okay product yep. and, and be passionate about that to try to sell the product. Of course you this have to. This product sells itself and they still stand behind it that way. I know. And that, that That's leaps and bounds to me, you know. That's why I started this show. I didn't know anything about Helix until uh, Jeff Waters on the show. And what is this Helix thing? And next thing now, like I'm not turning on my tube amps anymore. I'm I'm going through extreme extreme anxiety and guilt for not turning on the amps, you know. But it's it's a good it's a good problem to have. I uh, put it this way: the Helix is good enough that Ben plays Buddha amps, right? Yeah. And at Soundcheck one day, I mimicked his pedal board with yep. my with my spare floorboard and my rack unit. And every time he would hit a pedal, I had our guitar tech to hit the pedal. That way, it would change. Yeah. Uh, ben had no idea. He talked about how good his rig sounded all soundcheck. It was amazing. There you go. That is absolutely fantastic. Uh, Bob Ayan is here. Uh, I think we're just about down. Uh, Old Man Mildred, I see Chris has Helix LT. Is that the one he uses live? So you're using the LT live or using the full-blown? I've got the LT as a backup live. I used it uh, in Europe last year, and I used it when we went to Australia uh, the the past time in 2017. But uh, I've used the LT live. I mean, like to me, any of them are like the internals are all the same. Mm-hmm. So it's like you get you get the same sounds out of any. It's just personal preference of if you want scribble strips or yep, yep. not. You know, and I try to color code everything. Um, if anybody that gets this patch wants to do it the way I would do it, just go in and customize the ubiquitous vibe um, to just say vibe and turn it, change the color to purple. There you go. Because that, that's just how I remember things. I like the colors the color. certainly too. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I, I color code everything, yeah. man, because, you know, some stages it's really hard to read. Yeah. Even, even with stuff, you know, and I wear sunglasses. Yeah, too when we play, so it's it's really hard to sit, to even read because the damn things are polarized. So I know, not I know. The, not the best idea, but I've got the color code thing, so I, I've always know where I'm at. Yep. But yeah, I, I, I just the the top left one just change the name of that to vibe. And make it purple. I forgot to do that. No I problem. Thought. Well, it's the thing that to me, like a phaser is a very important uh, important piece to me because that's Eddie Van Halen's secret, you know. Yeah. And so I like that script phase to be orange. You do. Know, I just Dude, like, my, mine is orange. Yeah, exactly. My, that's the, how we know, the right? Script phase is the light orange. Yep. The solo is the dark orange, and the uh, the single coil, which is kind of like the drive section, uh, is yellow. You know, and then uh, then the fuzz is red because the arbiter fuzz phase. Mm-hmm. The uh, the octafuzz. The Taco Octavia is blue because that's what the octopus was, uh, and I, then I use like a turquoise or something for the 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 octave. Gotcha. I'll either do a turquoise or like pink. Yeah. Depending, on, it just depends on what kind of mood I'm in. But then the delay, I leave green, and you know. 
you, if you'll notice, if you go back and look at any of the videos on the Helix Hour here on the channel in the playlist, every, including yourself today, every thumbnail I do, I try to color code it a little differently. So, so you're, you're given the chorus color today, you're blue, you know, so I have yellows, I've got the, you know, I try to get as close to all the different many colors in the uh, spectrum of Helix. And that's just a thing I carry on. It's, it's really cool. It's how we kind of remember our petals, right? That's funny. Blue is my favorite color. So I had no idea. I really didn't. So that's awesome. I feel good. Listen, Chris, I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for joining us today, especially when family time is so short in supply for you. I want to thank you for everyone that's watching in the chat for entertaining them today and giving us your valuable insight, your preset, and just, it's a blessing. I mean, thank you so very much. Hey, man, look, let's, let's, uh, let's do this again after we record some more music and, and I'll make sure I save like my rhythm patch for the, for the record, whatever we do. And we'll, we'll give that away on here as well. That'd be great. Are you possibly doing NAM this winter or are you going to be on the road? Man, we are, uh, I'm not sure. I know that we are doing a cruise in January, okay. uh, the Southern Rock Cruise. Okay. But after that, I'm not sure. Um, I haven't been out in a couple of years, but I, you know, I, who knows, I may come out. I'm not sure. I'll keep in touch with you as we get closer. Junior and I, my son, Eric Jr., he's going to be there with me. So if, if you are, awesome. We'll say hi to you. If not, we'll, yeah, we'll extend an invitation to you in the, in the very new year of 2019, wherever it works for a tour time for you. But listen, um, stay here. I'm going to say goodbye to you off the air. And everyone, thank you so very, very much for tuning in. And as we talked a little bit about earlier in the program, next Friday night, uh, Ian Thornley, Sean Tubbs, and Chelsea Constable are here. It's going to be a round table of incredible guitar players. I'm just going to keep my mouth shut, and we're going to listen to them play guitar all night long. It's going to be phenomenal. Uh, Have a fantastic rest of your day. Thank you so very much for tuning into the Helix Hour. If you are new here, I would love it so much if you subscribe. And I promise you, you have my word that I will work just as hard to keep you as a subscriber as I did to get you. And uh, Chris, all the best to you. I will say goodbye to you off the air. Everyone, yeah, see you very soon. Until next time. Thank you, guys. Cheers. Hey, EVH Gear TV and Eddie Van Halen fans. If you are like me, you find the time to read books difficult. Why not have it read to you? Grab one of three critically acclaimed Van Halen audiobooks like Van Halen Rising by Greg Renoff, Running with the Devil by Noel Monk, or Everybody Wants Some by Ian Christie, available right now from Audible. Sign up for a free trial with zero obligation to get any one of these three audiobooks today. You can cancel if you wish after your trial membership expires and keep the book. There are many other great titles to choose from as well. Links in the description below, but just remember audibletrial.com slash TV. Click the link below and go grab your first free audiobook. Thank you for listening to this edition of EVH and Gear TV. This episode is being brought to you in part by VanHalenStore.com. Shop VanHalenStore.com for the largest selection of official Van Halen merchandise and memorabilia. Be sure to check out our website at evhgeardiscussion.com for more updates and follow us on social media.